everyone, and welcome to the Tune In with Meredith podcast. So it's the third week of October in 2021, and I had a planned message for you today, two-part message um, around my heart for America, but God has me delivering a message to help you tune into his heart. So we're rolling with it because his plan is always best. So let me say a quick prayer. Father God, whatever words you have to deliver, whatever message you have to speak into someone's heart that listens to this. I just pray that you deliver it, that you work through me um, for the Holy Spirit to send the message. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's what I want to talk about today. The importance of resting and remaining in the Lord, trusting him to heal us and letting ourselves be vulnerable. Now, if you follow me on social media, you may have seen yesterday that I was in the ER. I'd been having these pains on the right side Um, of my abdomen, underneath my rib. It started to happen when I ate, and I started to think it was my gallbladder. I knew my dad had has his out, and I thought, oh, maybe this is going to happen for me. So I went to the ER. Now, last week, I went to the doctor, had blood work, had an ultrasound, and knew I was going to have to wait over the weekend to get um, the information. And you know what God does in the waiting? You know it. You know, he makes us sit in it, and wait. And uh, it can be really hard because we just want to push through. We want to get to the other side of the waiting. And he's like, yeah, no, you're going to sit in it. So he did just that. But the beauty is that is that is the space that he reveals things to us. So Lamentations 325 says in the Amplified Bible, the Lord is good to those who wait confidently for him, to those who seek him on the authority of God's word. So the whole weekend I was in this emotional unrest I was grumpy. I wasn't kind to my poor husband who was so loving. Um, and I was emotional. I had this unrest in my soul, some, some anger, some unforgiveness that I had to go and write about so the Lord could reveal to me what it may be about. And then the Lord kind of gave me these opportunities to release the emotions that it was about. Excuse me. So on Saturday, uh, I was able to go out and go for a drive and let the tears flow to release those tears. But that was just one thing. And that was just a little mini self-care time. And then the next day, Ellie and I didn't go to church because she didn't feel well. And that's one place that I usually emote if I need to. And I couldn't. So I was kind of pent up. And I was able to go to this workshop that was a workout. And through that workout, I was able to release more emotions because I did one thing. I rested in the Lord and trusted him. Um, I did what 4610 says. I was still and knew that he was God. And that's when he came close. Now, side note, this time of year is extremely difficult for me. And I always forget it because I love fall, but I don't realize that it's difficult. I don't know if it's the changing of the season or it's the stress of you know, the holidays coming and planning all that, or just the crazy busyness of fall, whatever it is, uh, my anxiety kind of tends to ramp up and show up in my physical body. It's like I should put a red flag on my my on my on uh, computer calendar that says, warning, emotional stress may manifest in your body around this time. So I have anxiety. I've been diagnosed with it. Um, it's not a fun thing, but I take care of it and I trust in the Lord for the rest. I don't just take care of it medically and let that be it. No, I have to put God first. So 
Um, my life verse truly is Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. He always directs my paths. But, and I continually pray and cast my anxiety on him like it says in 1 Peter 5, 7. But this is part of being vigilant about my health, my mental health, because so many times I thought th- something was going on inside me where it was actually my mental health that was messing with me. So, Thankfully, God always brings me through with prayer and some answers medically, but it's, it, and it is always God who heals me. But my anxiety, guess what, is a weakness that I have where I must depend on the Lord. I can't think that I, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm good. I had it once and I never had it again. No, it's a weakness and it pops up when I forget it's a weakness. So I rely on the Lord in that weakness. And I have so many weaknesses. The older I get and as a Christian, the more I realize how much I cannot do without his strength. I love that God's power is made perfect in my weakness. Like it says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Yes, and like Paul says in the second part of that verse, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Let's just talk about weaknesses for a minute. How often do we want to the Lord to remove them when he's like, can you just let me be your strength in them and stop asking me to remove them? Now, one of those is my relationship with my mom, which I don't talk about much, but it's definitely an area where the enemy tries to distract me, derail me. Um, Another area is the food, which I can't wait um, because pretty soon I'm going to announce a book I'm launching where the Lord really spoke into this area of my life. And I wrote a guide that I think he wants to speak to you as well in that area. So, you know, and stay tuned for more on that. But now it's the gallbladder. So I've been through so many surgeries, my appendix, my left shoulder, my right forearm, laparoscopic, C-section, removal of endometriosis. I mean, I've been through a ton. And every one of them has shown me that God is my strength when I am physically weak. Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Amen. That's why I posted about being in the ER yesterday, because of Jesus. My heart wasn't to share it, because I wanted likes and followers and attention or sympathy or pity. No, I'm a victor in Christ, not a victim. No, I was sharing it because everyone needs to be reminded that it's okay to have weakness. We all do. And everyone needs to see someone that is pointing to Christ in that weakness. We're so busy in the society trying to make our life look good on social media because that's how we're trained. But we all know that life behind the feed doesn't always look like that. That doesn't mean we have to tell the world everything, don't air your dirty laundry, but it does mean we have to be vulnerable with someone. It's ironic that God made me vulnerable over the weekend so I could be vulnerable with you. So, excuse me, I have a tickle in my throat. This week, in my grief share group at church, I had the opportunity in a group setting to be both present to someone's vulnerability and to share mine. There were tears, there was laughter, and right there was God. Now, I know Brene Brown, I think she's a researcher, psychologist, is the queen of teaching on vulnerability, and she's got some great insight. She says, vulnerability is a path back to each other, but we're so afraid to get on it. Vulnerability is not a weakness, and the myth is profoundly dangerous. Vulnerability is the birthplace of connection and the path to the feeling of worthiness. If it doesn't feel vulnerable, the sharing is probably not constructive. So good. But we could read 50 Brene Brown books and quotes 
and not know this. As children of God, we are meant to connect to each other. We're meant to be vulnerable with each other so we can be more present to our family in Christ. There is deep connection when we share our pain. We may not want to be vulnerable, but someone else who loves the Lord wants to love us through that like he loves us and be there for us in that pain. They want to pray for us and have empathy for us so that the Lord can keep our pain at the forefront of their minds and hearts so they can continually pray for us. We have to trust that in the family of believers, God wants us to, wants us to be comforted the way he comforts us, like it says in 2 Corinthians 1, 4. You know, he comforts us so we can comfort others. Read that if you um, are going through something big. It's, it's huge. So it is so much more important to connect behind the news feed than to look like we have it all together all the time. If you don't have true, deep connections behind the news feed to God and to other believers, you will feel very alone. And guess what? Now is the time to connect. Don't disconnect. We need to be fighting. We need to have the armor of God for all this craziness out there. Anyway, I digress. So take the risk and be vulnerable. Not about everything or with everyone, but pray for God to reveal what he wants you to be vulnerable about, who he wants you to be vulnerable with, because I can tell you when you are, he will use it. You know, when I posted that yesterday, I had so many people that would said that they would pray, who I know actually will pray, and multiple people messaged me, texting me about and texting me about their experiences with their gallbladder out. And guess what? Through them, the Lord comforted me because he gave me confirmation that it all would be okay. But guess what? I have to also play a part in that. You know, I can't just say, oh, she said it was going to be okay, so maybe I'm going to be okay, okay. No, that is why we can't rely on other people's strength. We have to rely on the Lord's. But we have to have the right attitude. So, you know, I don't know if the surgery will happen or when. I know it's hap- I have to meet with the surgeon today. But I also know it's God who's in charge of the outcomes, not me. I can trust him. You know, I've got stuff on my schedule, traveling on my schedule in the next couple of weeks, something that I really want to be at. And... I don't know what's going to happen, but I may not be able to go. And if I don't, then that's God's plan. But God also knows my heart that my plan was to go. Um, But again, I can't jump to that. I got to be where I'm at and know, okay, I'm going to the doctor today. But it's about the attitude in that waiting, in that what's next place. So when we have difficult things happen to us, like this surgery or whatever it is, We can either play the woe is me, or we can say God's got a plan, and it is good, and he will bring me through. And really, that's important, honestly, for our kids, too. It's important for our kids and the people we love to be overcomers through those things, even when we're going through the trial. Because if we're making it all about, you know, us, um, then we're not really giving them the hope. We're giving them kind of the, oh man, it's going to be pretty dramatic when I go through this. So, um, in fact, I have a quote cube in my office that says this, when something bad happens, you can let it define you, let it destroy you, or let it strengthen you. I choose the last. It's funny because someone I love texted me this morning and said, man, you have the worst luck, Mare, with all my surgeries. But I have to tell you, I really don't see it that way. I see it as God wants to heal me in some way physically. He wants to remove something that isn't working for me to be the best vessel for his Holy Spirit that I can be. And I have to be able to be be willing to surrender to his will, even if it's physical. 
And it's kind of funny because the surgeon I'm meeting with today is the surgeon that took out my appendix a couple years ago. And um, what's, he, he found something, you know, I had my appendix out randomly. And he found something at the end of the appendix that was, I guess he said that it would, could be precancerous. And it was like this, whoa, this, God had to remove that in order to remove the deeper issue, what, what could have been worse. And um, I, it's like, it's just ironic that God's bringing me back to this guy because it's like, God, I know you're in it. So, um, cause when he did that, it was such a, wow, God, you have a plan. I don't know what you're doing, but it's good. So it makes me think of, um, John 15, one through two. I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be more fruitful. You know, he cuts off our branches that aren't working. He prunes our branches when we abide in him. But we have to abide in him. Verse 4 says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain on the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I can't do all this alone. I can't go through this alone. I can't, you know, this isn't me being strong. This is him being strong in my weakness. So, you know, you never know where God wants to do some pruning in you, where he wants to cut off some branches that are dead. You know, I've had times where it's been relationships that he wants to change. He wants to bring me through a new season where that relationship isn't coming with me. Um, And other times it's my ego. He's got to take down my ego or my pride and other times it's places where I'm trying to do stuff on my own that he wants to take care of. It, he's always pruning us, and we have to be willing. So, it, But every time he does something, he changes something that leads us to deeper dependence on him. So I don't know what area of your life that God wants to do some pruning, but I pray you will let him. I pray you will surrender to his will. Let him work in your life. Let him speak into your rest. Let him catch those feelings you feel that need to be released. It doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. We don't have to compare. Everybody has their own pain. God is there. Let him be there. Don't push him away. Keep him close. It's funny because last week our pastor at Summit gave a sermon about joy versus happiness. The truth is when we have the joy of the Lord as our strength, we don't have to think negatively when approaching situations that are out of our control. We can trust the Lord and rejoice in him like it says in Philippians 4.4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. So rest in him. Wait on him. Let him release whatever you've got going on inside. Let him prune your branches so he can make the good ones fruitful. Let him cut off the dead ones. Let him be your strength in your weakness, even if it makes you vulnerable. I know it's scary, but we can feel fear and trust God anyway. I get scared to be invulnerable too. I'm afraid of judgment, just like everybody else out there. But I know that when I share vulnerably, the people who need to hear that are the ones that need to hear that. That for me to not be vulnerable um, is not letting the light of Christ who has healed me in so many ways work through me. So, oh, Big stuff. Father God, I don't know who needed this message. 
I don't know who needs to know that you are there, who needs to release whatever feelings they've got to so they can know you're there. I don't know who's got a diagnosis that they're waiting on or some answers they're waiting on. I don't know if it's medically or professionally or relationally. I don't know what it is or who it is, but you know. And you know exactly what they're waiting on and you know the emotions they're feeling. And uh, I just pray that they see that you are there, that they see that you can carry them through to the other side and that you want to heal them because it's not time that heals all wounds, it's you that heals our wounds. And I just, I'm so grateful that you were there for us, Lord. And that you are going to do wonderful things through us um, to bring your light into the world. And uh, I just pray all these things in your great name. Amen. All right, guys. Different message than I expected, but I will get to those other ones, hopefully, in the next couple weeks. Um, I know it's been a few weeks since I've done a message, but you know what? I have a toddler. My life is a little nuts. Um, so I deliver them when I can. And that's just life. So I will see you soon. Um, and I hope you have a great week. And um, you take care of yourselves. Okay. Bye-bye.